In Joshua chapter 10, five kings rallied together to go against Joshua and the Israelites, but they really weren't primarily going against Joshua and the Israelites. Remember in the previous chapter, the Israelites had made a treaty with the people of Gibeon who had tricked them and making them believe that they were from a faraway country and they weren't some of the Canaanites. But anyway, they'd made a treaty with them and the king of Jerusalem rallied his friends together because Gibeon was kind of an important place and, and they wanted to take it. And, and so they were coming after the people of Gideon and the people of Gideon reached out to the Israelites that they had made a treaty with and they said, please don't abandon us. In other words, the treaty was put to the test. And the Gibeonites, I don't know if they were confident that the Israelites were going to live up to it. That can happen to us too. We don't have a treaty with the Gibeonites or with Joshua and the Israelites. But in the previous, in the previous evening encouragement, we talked about how when we have faith, there's opposition to our faith. It comes from the world. It comes from Satan himself. But there's also opposition that comes from within our own hearts and within our own minds. The opposition that knows that God has made a treaty with us, knows that God has made wonderful promises to us, knows he has said all the right things that should comfort our hearts and give us confidence. But we wonder. We doubt. We worry. We panic. We're afraid. Is God going to keep his word? Jesus had a conversation with his disciples during Holy Week where he anticipated that they would have moments when they would wonder if God was going to keep his word, if he was going to be able to keep his word, to love them, to be there for them, to rise again. And so he just flat out told his disciples how it was. He said, I have come so that in, in me you may find your peace. In me you may find your peace. Not in you, not in your ability to handle things, but in me, Jesus said. And then he reminded them why that's such a great thing. In this world, you will have trouble, he told his disciples then. And you know what kind of troubles he was referring to. They're the ones that make us doubt. They're the ones that make us worry. They're the ones that make us wonder. Like the Gibeonites wondered about Joshua and the Israelites. Is the one who made a treaty with us going to abandon us? In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus promised. Don't be surprised by that. But also don't be surprised when, in the end, he fulfills the next phrase that he said to his disciples. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, he said. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. And he said that before he died on the cross, before he paid the bill on our sins, before he rose again victorious over death and hell and sin and Satan. But of course, when God says something, it's as good as true no matter when he says it. It's going to happen. So when Jesus tells you to take heart, I have overcome the world. 
It's giving you a reason to be confident today. It's giving you every reason you need to be confident today. And to not worry. And to not be afraid. Because now he has died. And now he is risen. So take heart. You have overcome the world with him. Rest well tonight, my friends.